Plan, protect, and preserve so you can have peace of mind. That's the motto of Steve Davis of Davis Wealth Management, the host of Your Healthy Retirement. Joining Steve on today's show is Pat Kelly. This is when we check in on the uh, good health of our wealth with Davis Wealth Management. Uh, joining us here in studio, Steve Davis, Chantal. Good afternoon, gentlemen. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Pat. All right. Well, we just uh, we just swore in a new president. Things are completely flip flopping in Washington. Uh, we're facing a pandemic. Uh, we've got a, an economy that's not in such great shape right now. Do you think that inflation will figure into something going on as we come out of uh, a little bit of an economic downturn? Absolutely. Because it, it, it's sort of. That's where it comes. It, yeah. First of all, it's it's always important because in our business, we throw around a lot of terms and a lot of words. Mm-hmm. So it's important that people understand what inflation means. Yeah. Let's start right at the beginning. Well, Define yeah, I, inflation. Yeah. It's just it's the decrease of purchase power due to the price increase of goods. So in other words, if you're investing and in, let's just say you're investing in bonds, fixed fixed income investments. Okay. Okay. Which are safe. That's a safe way to go. Yeah. Or yeah. for instance, let's say you have a pension or social security that are pretty, that's what you're getting. That's fixed. Right. Okay. You may see a little jump in for cost of living adjustments, but what you have to understand is what inflation has as an impact on all these items when you're building a retirement plan. Mm-hmm. So one of the things we do at Davis Wealth Management is we incorporate, you know, an inflationary number in what they're spending today, tomorrow, and in the future. Mm-hmm. And we get into pretty very detailed analysis because what we've seen is someone's spending habits will we'll, we'll add a 3% inflationary cost every year, mm-hmm. say from age, let's say they're going to retire at 65. Right. So we go from 65, and what we notice is that when it comes to retirement, you kind of go through three phases. You go through, and I've hit on these previously, but I I love the terms. Mm-hmm. You go through the go-go years. You've just retired. You're going to spend money. You're going to travel. Sure. Obviously, with the pandemic, that's been pulled back. But once we come out of this, that's what people are going to want to do. Yes. So you're spending more money. And then you get into that age after you've run that gamut of maybe 65, 67, you hit 78, 79, 80. And you kind of get into what we call your slow-go years. Your spending habits will change. So we're going to adjust your expenses and inflation on those numbers so we try to create the most accurate plan for spending till you're 100 years old. Right. So when you do get to that point, you've you're already figured yeah. it out. Yeah. So the other one, you go the go-go years, the slow-go years, and then obviously after the slow-go years, you get into the no-go years. I was going to say, I bet it's no-go. Yeah. <laughs> And that's kind of, it was just a guy was following a pattern. Yeah, and that's kind of, you know, you end up sitting at home watching the prices were right, getting <laughs> yeah. a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, a glass of milk, taking a nap, Yeah, wake up, watch a little more TV, maybe some <laughs> soap operas. Who knows what people do? You know, you're well into your 80s and 90s, and so your, your spending habits change at that point also. Mm-hmm. But understanding the impact of inflation is a big ordeal and how it can affect your retirement and the fact that if you're not planning properly – it can and will decrease your purchasing power. Yeah. So, for instance, Social Security, which we're all 95% of us are going to get, right. uh, Social Security Administration applies a cost of living adjust- adjustment mm-hmm. based on the consumer price index 
rate of change. Okay. That is what we call inflation. So uh, a gallon of milk five years ago was less expensive than a gallon of milk is today okay. because it went up due to inflation. Uh, so Social Security is adjusted for that. But a lot of the things that we look at in retirement from income perspective aren't. Most pensions – a lot of pensions, rather, don't have those adjustments. So you say, well, this is great. I'm going to get $3,000 a month in retirement in my pension. Mm-hmm. Right, but it's going to be $3,000 a month this year and next year and potentially 20 years from now. So we need to work with our clients and help them understand how inflation can have a negative impact on that income stream and how we're going to have to find alternative sources of income to make up that gap. So what you're saying is that $3,000 five years down the road might not be three thousand dollars even though it still is that's exactly right correct and and here's one of the big problems that when you're looking at inflation how you have to look at it sean hit on it you know consumer goods Mm -hmm. okay that's you sean yeah three of us right anybody out there who's still working Mm -hmm. inflation has less of an impact where it becomes a bigger impact is when you get into retirement Mm. okay because Look at what the cost of health care has inflated oh, over yeah. the last 10, 15, and 20 years. Mm-hmm. Those are extraordinary inflationary costs. Those are huge numbers. Yeah. They're huge numbers. So understanding that those expenses involved in health care are some of the key expenses that you have to focus on for inflation, mm-hmm. become part of the income planning process and become part of understanding where your money is going to go when you get to retirement. And the proper planning will help us to maintain a good, healthy income stream that increases to help match those needs. Wow. So it's, it's, it really is you're following a basic principle of hope for the best, but prepare for the worst. Yeah. You know, you're kind of working those numbers in there just in case. Absolutely. Exactly. You know, the Federal Reserve oversees maintaining healthy inflation rates. Uh, the inflation rate for 2020, this is according to Kiplinger, was 1.4% for 2020. In 2019, it was 2.3. Right. It was headed up. Yeah. yeah. So one of the things they do to try to hedge on inflation is they, you know, they use interest rates. Right. Uh, that's their big tool. That's one of their tools. Yeah. It's a key component in the whole process. And so they'll put the brake on or they'll put the gas on. That's how they're going to monitor inflation and try to keep it down to a certain level where they want it to because inflation is just a part of living part it's part of the economic process right it's what it is what can happen right correct correct as this pandemic recedes you're going to have some prices that have been depressed they'll start to reassert themselves right take for instance apartment rents and you know the big question is where does that all go mm-hmm. uh, i've heard more stories about people who are out on the street they see more homeless people because the pandemic forced them out into the streets they can't make rent they mm-hmm. you know they're not working for all different reasons you're going to see it uh airfares hotel rentals yep cruises things like that all these businesses that have been more or less stagnant yeah they're going to have to start to reassert themselves to get back into the game mm-hmm. so you're going to see the cost of a lot of things go up and let's not forget the supply and demand dynamic when it comes to inflation. Just think about the home you own or the home you want to buy, mm-hmm. right? If there's no other bidders out there and the asking price is 200000 you might ask a little less than 200000 It's in your favor. Mm-hmm. As soon as there's more demand for that house, there's one, two, three other buyers for it. Mm-hmm. What happens to that asking price? It increases, right? Mm-hmm. So with more demand, 
there's prices are gonna gonna increase. Now the stimulus that we're just government's rolling out right now, mm-hmm. I don't know how many thousands of dollars we're gonna get. But think about this: everybody's getting a check. Mm-hmm. People that are still employed, the people that are still making money. It's not just those that are uh, down on their luck, right? Correct. So Correct. we're gonna have all this money coming into our economy that's gonna potentially drive up prices and increase inflation. Because things are going to be bought when people get the money. Yeah, and I think we've seen some some of that. The other thing with the pandemic cost was the actual shutdown in a lot of businesses, which, you know, everybody's staying at home. Look at the home improvement business. Yeah, I know. It went nuts. uh, It went crazy. Yeah. Building costs are up 40%. Yeah. Is what I'm hearing. There were, uh, at the, by like May, all the home places were out of pressure treated wood. Correct. Because yeah. everybody was snagging it up. Uh, because, I think you a, know two what? By four, a two by four went from a buck eighty nine, two bucks up to like six or seven dollars. Right, right. You just, know? just because the demand was there. Yeah. And you see the same thing in a lot of other goods that are out there. Mm-hmm. So there's inflation out there. So it's important to understand how inflation will eat away at your dollars and it eats away at your purchasing power. Now, it may not be as critical now when you're still working because if you're working, you can make more money, you can work harder, you can yeah. work overtime. Yeah. Once you stop working, it becomes a critical component in the planning process. Well, because because that number gets because the, the your income number is now fixed when you stop working. Exactly, because it, it's it's not it's not variable right. unless you've of course planned ahead. Right, correct. And one of the things that I experience a lot with folks too will come in and they'll sit and they'll review their plan with me and we go over their goals and objectives and their finances. And one of the questions we ask is, well, how much money do you have in savings? Not your IRA, your four hundred one k. What's mm-hmm. in the bank? What's mm-hmm. in the CD? And some people say, you know what, Sean, I've got $300,000 in there. It's safe. I just don't want to lose any money. I said, oh, okay, so it's in a savings account. Great. Well, what is that earning you? Like a half a percent or something ridiculous. percent Yeah, that's that's the reality. You get yeah. nothing for it. Now, mm-hmm. if inflation is one and a half or two percent, you just lost two percent, 1.9% of purchasing power right there every year. So your $1,000, your $300,000, again, is not worth $300,000. Exactly. So, yes, you're not going to lose absolute dollars in that, right. but you're going to lose that purchasing power. And over 5, 10, 15 years, mm-hmm. that that works out to tens of thousands of dollars. It's a big number. It's yeah. huge. It's a big number. And here's the other question. You know, we run into this a lot. You know, what is that money earmarked for anyway? So normally what you're going to keep in savings and checking is, you know, somewhere between six months, a year, 18 months worth of expenses that if something happened, you're covered, you're covered. Right. Okay. So a- after you get past that point, what's the money for? Is it just a, you know, it's a, it's a safety net. You know, there are places to put that money depending on your risk or willing to take on some risk because there's mm-hmm. other financial products and vehicles out there where you can make Better interest rates than point zero. What was it? Point zero. Point zero one. Point zero one. Yeah. I mean, there's other places. I mean, you can find a three year CD type product through the insurance industry that's paying maybe two point four right now, but those change regularly. You want to shop those things. What you need to understand is number one, what's that money for? Mm-hmm. If it's a lot of times, I hear people say, "Well, I want to leave it to my kids." Well, then you know maybe you should be investing that money based on their ages, right? And maybe their risk profiles, mm-hmm. maybe half of it, whatever you're comfortable with, yeah. and get the, get that pile of money growing. I mean, this is how families in the past have created dynasties and succession plans for their money to kids is understanding how to make your money work for you instead of having it 
work against you. Right. Well, there are still people out there. I know we're only a couple of generations away from, you know, the people that were kids in the Great Depression. Oh, and absolutely. So, so they learned where well, I'm keeping it under the mattress. Absolutely. And then that way nobody can touch it. It's my money and it's worth the same as when I put it under the mattress. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's funny you say that because I still have clients to this day. I, I um, Quick story. I have a very lovely client. She's well in her 80s now, and mm-hmm. this is about seven, eight years ago. And she says, oh, don't worry, Steve. I have money hidden in the house. I go, well, how much? Just, you know. And she goes, well, I think this amount. And, and I said, well, you know what? You just need to look around and see where you put it. Well, she had hidden it throughout the house in books oh, and stuff. Yeah. And this little amount ended up equaling to like $25,000. She thought she had like 5000 hidden in the house. Right, right. You know? But she'd been doing it for years. Well, because I, that's what she grew up doing. Well, one of the things I said is, hey, look at, you know, here's a big problem. Mm-hmm. What if the house burns down? Okay? Why don't you just put that in a safe deposit box? Well, that's a good start. Okay? Understand, you know, if you're doing that with the potential impacts can be on that money if you are hiding it in the house and mm-hmm. everybody has money stashes this I, is, I don't, know of course i don't think is. you should get carried away with exorbitant amounts right exactly but again it depends on it depends on what what you lived through as a child uh as to what you're doing now as as an adult but now we're learning if we talk to the right people <laughs> they may be able to help us to do something better with the money absolutely one yeah. of the things i'll mention every week is if when we hit on a topic uh, during this 30-minute 30 uh, segment, a uh, couple of ways, if you miss some of it or you're coming in and out of it, you can go on to our website, daviswealthmgmt.com, mm-hmm. and these are posted as podcasts and all the previous recordings that we've done over the years. So you can pick a topic that you want to learn more about. Mm-hmm. If you want to take it a next step further and you want to mm-hmm. learn more, just go on our webpage again, and there's a place where you can just push a button mm-hmm. and register to talk to either Sean and I for 15 minutes any questions you have, we'll be willing to ask. You don't have to come yep. to the office. You don't have to feel like you're obligated to do anything with us. Mm-hmm. Listen, this whole thing about retirement planning, I can't emphasize enough. It is about education. Yeah. And we really push that. Educate, educate, educate. Yeah. It's Well, it's imp- it's important to do. You really shouldn't, especially when you're talking about your money, make uneducated decisions. Yeah. I mean, I consider my role, first and foremost, as an educator and secondly, yeah. as an advisor. Mm-hmm. You know, I want everybody I work with to be making informed decisions and be part of the process and, and the plan that we all talk about. You know, when we work with clients and, and talk about inflation risk, there's a number of things that we can put into place to help uh, hedge against that risk, mm-hmm. right? So one of the things people can do uh, is, is real estate. Real estate and land typically will increase in value mm-hmm. uh, even in a rising uh, inflationary environment. Right. Uh, so that's not a bad place to be. And if you get rental income on top of that, let's say you buy a multifamily or, or a rental income unit, you know, when there's inflation, you actually can, if unless it's rent controlled, mm-hmm. you can increase your rent. Uh, over time. So you can keep pace with that inflation. So that's a good hedge outside of their stock and bond portfolio. Right. Um, you know, even within bonds, there's something called TIPS. Those are Treasury Inflation Protected Securities. They're issued by the U.S. government. Okay. Um, 
they're very safe, so they're relatively low rates. Mm-hmm. But you have to understand what that is going in. But they will adjust over time to keep pace with inflation. So you're not going to lose that purchasing power. Nice. So those are some of the things that we look at with clients. Right. And you don't make the decisions for the clients. You're obviously just advising and educating. Yeah, we're just educating. Yeah. And one of the things we'll do is incorporate some tips into their actual portfolio design. Mm-hmm. And you know, have a component of their overall portfolio to try to hedge against the whole inflationary number on top of other things that you're trying to do to create that income stream once they get into retirement. Wow. Well, with the good works that the, that the Fed does to keep the interest rates low, um, when the economy picks up, I mean, is inflation inevitable at some point? Typically, uh, it is. What we've experienced the last 15 or 20 years has been the China effect, right? Okay. China's been able to produce all the goods that we normally... We're, we're a consumer society. Yes, we are. We we're don't very really consumer. make anything yep. anymore. We do here and there, but mostly we consume. Mm-hmm. And now we've been... China's been... And India have been... And emerging markets have been able to deliver to us goods much cheaper than we could have ever made them here. Mm-hmm. So that's been a huge damper uh, on inflation. It's kept everything low. Mm-hmm. There's been exceptions to that. Healthcare yeah. has been a huge inflationary Enormous. Uh, cost yeah. for people. Mm-hmm. Uh, Secondary education. Look at what a college oh, education costs. You're absolutely these days, right. Absolutely right. right. Uh, but the, the 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 Levi jeans that you wear today, or the coffee cup you buy, you know, this is all coming from China, and mm-hmm. it's kept inflation down. Now, China is seeing more inflation and more cost increases uh, in their manufacturing environment, and that will start trickling, f- you know, through here. Coming our way. Yeah. This, yeah. Is, this is globalization. We've been talking about this for a long time, right? And it's real. And it's, it is real. It's how it is. So, yeah. These countries are starting to experience higher costs, and so you know, inflation will probably, with the other things we talked about today, be more prevalent. Mm-hmm. It's kind of interesting because one of the things we hear in in America is is raising minimum wage, paying people more money, mm-hmm. and that's what we've done. Yeah, over in China, that's not what they're doing. Right. So, does that ever come into their economic equation? I mean, do these people eventually start pushing back and saying we need to get paid more money? Mm-hmm. Great. We, you know. We don't know the answer to that question yet. Yeah, I know. Okay. But, you know, if more pressure becomes, you know, from outside the walls of China, from other, you know, countries, who knows? Maybe it will. Maybe it will cause inflation. You got to plan for it. That's yeah. the key component. That's Regardless crazy. of whether it's high or low, it's there. Yeah. We very rarely see a deflationary environment where things get cheaper. True. It's yeah, always you're right. getting more expensive. Yeah. So we always have to incorporate that risk mm-hmm. into all the plans that we work with. Yeah, because we want the economy to get better, and that would mean everybody's everybody's doing well, but you have to hedge against it as you're planning for retirement. Correct. How do we get a hold of you guys? Just give us a call at 603-715-2335, or they can contact us again on the website, daviswealthmgmt.com. And they can click on that button where you can make a meeting with Sean or I yep. for 15 minutes. It will block our calendar out. Yep. And you have questions, just give us a call. We'll be more than happy to talk to you. That's great. And give specific answers until you get to know the clients a little bit. Yeah. I mean, That's... you can only give them the, enough information based on what the information you have for them. So right. you have to be In careful. 15 minutes. Yeah. I know. Well, yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Well, Sean, uh, Steve, as always, I feel a little bit more educated. Thank you so much. Thank, Thank you. Thank you, Pat. You've been listening to the Your Healthy Retirement Podcast with Steve Davis of Davis Wealth Management. If you have any questions, don't hesitate to reach out. Call 888-333-3818 or go online to daviswealthmgmt.com. 
And don't forget to subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and everywhere you listen to shows. Investment advisory services offered through Brookstone Capital Management, LLC, BCM, a registered investment advisor. BCM and Davis Wealth Management are independent of each other. Insurance products and services are not offered through BCM, but are offered and sold through individually licensed and appointed agents.